This is Nikki Toyamasito, the executive director of Christians for Social Action, and your host for 20 Minute Takes. On this episode, we're joined by Sajida. She is an educator who is working in Pakistan to bring education to those in rural areas. She looks at the different justice issues that face children as they are trying to be a regular part of school, whether it's economic, social, or spiritual issues. And she helps us understand the context and the challenges in rural Pakistan. Sajida, thank you so much for joining us here on 20 Minute Takes. Thank you for having me. Um, it's really great opportunity to talk. You know, it's not often that we get to speak to somebody who understands the, uh, what's happening on the ground in Pakistan. And you particularly are working hard to bring education uh, for those who don't easily have access uh, to education, uh, particularly those in rural communities, uh, particularly um, those who are from religious minorities, which in this case is uh, the Christian community, um, given that Pakistan is a majority Muslim country. Can you tell us a little bit of what it was that you saw that uh, made you recognize the need uh, to bring education to build schools um, in the rural Pakistani communities? It's built up in my heart to start this school because I see that there are uh, instances of uh, discrimination and the second, that economic problem, that poor people, when they work uh, as a cleaners, they don't have enough money to even feed the family. Mm-hmm. And then um, they need support of their children. They keep their children with them to work. After five years old girls, they will go and help mothers to clean somebody's house. And they start with like dusting or sweeping house. And uh, the, the boys, after five, eight, five to six years old, they go and work at brick, and brick factories. They start work at four or five in the morning, and it is hard for little children. And those who are very little, from toddlers to under five, when I saw them just walking on the street yes. without any clothes and shoes or Maybe all day they did not have anything to eat. So this was one reason that I started this little school with them, uh-huh. Sunday school, that they can at least be engaged and somebody can look after them. So with 10 children, we started this small Sunday school class. So every week I would go and, and take some books for, with me and teach them. And then when they, we found that they were keen to learn and they were able to sit because in the beginning for a few weeks, they were not uh, used to sit. They were always running around. Mm-hmm. But slowly, slowly they started uh, taking interest in learning, reading and writing. So then I thought that maybe it's a good idea to teach them something that will be helpful for them to understand their Bible well. Okay. So that was the idea. And uh, then I started this teaching um, uh, with another 
my Sunday school was a teacher, a student who was uh, now in year nine in school and he left school. So I invited him to join. So here we were sitting on the mats in a very small village prayer room, uh, which has maybe people for 30 people to sit on the floor and pray. And uh, on these broken mats, we were sitting and teaching them alphabets and all these little things. Mm -hmm. But um, for six months, we did that. And then some other children who were working at the brick kiln, they also took interest. And after 11 uh, a.m., they came and joined us. So we had uh, quite a bunch of students in reading and writing. But we did not have any toilet in this mm -hmm. church surrounding in this. And we did not have water facility. We did not have windows there. So whatever books and uh, stationery I took every week uh, before I went to, to there on the next week, somebody stolen everything. Oh, wow. So I had to take again and again. So then I thought that I should... We should pray and find a proper room to hire a room or to find a place where we can teach children in a safe and better place where we have water facility and toilet facility. So anyway, we prayed and thank God that after six months, one couple from my, my college in the UK, they contacted and they said, we have been praying for you and uh, here we have raised some money for your work in Pakistan uh, because I shared every time uh, that Pakistani Christians need education. Whenever my college had a missionary prayer meeting, they asked me to share my burden and uh, this, this was the only thing I shared. Pakistani poor people need good education that they can get better education. So they knew this couple. They were close friends. But we never talked about that, what I will do and whether I will start a school. So they prayed and they felt raise some money at Beach Mission. And then they sent money and we were able to buy a small plot of land in the center of this small town. Uh, just not far from this village, maybe four kilometers far from this village. And then we were able to put two classrooms. Wonderful. So from two classrooms, thank God, now we have uh, 20 classrooms, school, and from preschool, preschool, primary school, which you call maybe uh, elementary. elementary. yeah. And then we have middle school, and then we have secondary school. And in 15 years, God has provided all that, the land and the building and uh, buses to provide transport. So this is another thing Yeah, you might be surprised to hear. So, um, and this represents bringing schooling to a couple of villages, right? These classrooms are spread off. And you sort of you have multiple schools. Is that is that yes. correct? And uh, and does that mean that uh, now these children have access to education? What would they have done if your school didn't exist? Was yes. there another opportunity yes. for them to go somewhere else? To ah, that's a good good question. Um, there there are in some school there are 
uh, elementary or primary school, we would say in Pakistan, from year one to year five. Uh, but it's very sad that in some schools, uh, we call state school, uh, the education is very poor. And uh, if some students, they would have gone, they might did not get any education. Oh. And, uh, and the second thing, as I mentioned, it is that the students go to school and teachers and some fellow students, they put pressure on them each day that why you are a Christian, uh, you should turn to Islam. So there is a lot of stress and invitation each day. So some students who have no not solid um Christian background, they lose heart and they leave school. So therefore, I would say that out of these 300 students, there might be maybe 30 to 40 would have gone to school and others would have ended up doing all the work at brick brick and making bricks Uh manually. Yes. Or the girls would have done maybe cleaning jobs. And now when I see them, they have uh, great confidence and they are, they are learning so much. And they have big ambitions for the future as uh, in 15 years, we were able to educate 325 children. Yes. And 40 out of them have passed their uh, high school. Wonderful. And now they are going to colleges and universities. And uh, one thing is interesting to tell that when I was hiring um, Christian staff 15 years ago, I could not find anybody who had a degree. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So in 15 years, yes. now God has done this amazing work, like 40 students are enrolled at colleges and universities. Amazing. And they are doing good degrees. They have big ambitions like one student is, we would like to do aeronautical engineering in our space and technology university in Islamabad. And uh, another one wants to be a doctor and they have, uh, and some they would like to be, they would like to serve God because they have seen from their school that what they have learned, they would not have been able to learn what they have achieved and learned. Wow. That's that's amazing. It's wonderful to see how just access to yes. quality education, yes. to education um, that doesn't create barriers to learning, yes. really gives an opportunity um, for for a different life for, for many of these kids. You were telling me the story of one student. Uh, here in the U.S., if somebody wants to go to school, you just go to your local school and you just register. And that's done. But you were saying that just the process of working with families in order to even send the kids to even start school, that that's actually quite a long process. Can you tell me a little bit about the story of this this young woman, this very promising student that you had and and how it is that you had to be very creative um, for her education? Yes, um, this one girl, she's very close to my heart. Actually, all these children, I feel that they are my own children. Mm-hmm. And they feel like I'm like their mother. And this girl, when I go to take um, promotion meetings or Christian meetings in her village, she always come and sit 
by by me uh, close by me and she says that i would like to come to school but my parents they don't want to send now because i have a little brother to look after but she was coming to school originally she came for 2 3 years but then when the little brother born she was stopped to look after him and uh, and she's one of five children right she's, she's the of, oldest yes. and this is an infant baby that yes. was born okay. yes mm-hmm. so four are already coming to school and one thing she mentioned that in the morning when the school bus comes to collect all these children she stands in front of their house and see the bus going and taking all these children to school and she always say that i wish i can go and join these children and sit in the school bus and now what she is doing from last 6 months so sometimes she is at home all day she is 11 years 10 or 11 years old girl and while the parents make bricks at this local brick factory and because they are under debt whenever there there is a, a problem in the family they borrow money from the brick factory owner i see so when this little boy born with c section they borrowed money for the ah, for the birth for yes. the birth mm-hmm. and they don't have money to pay back in one go so what they do they make bricks every day 1000 bricks so maybe uh, half of the labor for that day mm-hmm. will go towards the interest yes so but the the actual debt will remain there the same forever forever right? like that's that's the design yes. of these brick kilns yes. is to loan money but it it's really not to have people pay it off yes but it's to have someone who's able to work Yes, forever. Forever. Yes. Okay. Yes. So half of it goes to interest. Yes. Continues to work. Yes. Really, barely sustaining the family. Very, very barely. So they bring maybe two dollars a month uh, a day back home, and nowadays in two dollars you can just buy um, one kilogram rice mm-hmm. or one liter oil or one liter petrol or gas. One or the other. but not m- multiple ones not multiple just in two if they have maybe 5 dollars all together to make 1000 bricks in a day or 4 dollars in some cases so they the half of 2 dollars will go to pay the interest and 2 dollars they will bring so they hardly have maybe 1 kilogram rice to boil it mm-hmm. and then there is nothing else to eat for the 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 next time like one one meal a day they can afford so the daughter has to stay home watch this infant yeah so that the parents parents can go and work and so what kind of a conversation then do you have with the parents because that seems like the only situation yes yeah, so um i went since she the, this girl is not coming i went for a few times and i have been asking them to send uh, the girl Uh, back to school so they said there is no way we can send her she needs to work with us or to stay at home and then i gave them a couple of options i said well if you um if we raise money and pay the whole debt 
will you be able to come to school? So she said, yes, I can come and work. But with the, the money we will give, the, the salary to the lady, then they will not be able to feed the whole family. Okay. So, so even if the debt is erased, it's yes. still not a job yes. where the children can be free to go yes. to school. Okay. So she said, then uh, my, my husband is ill. I don't know what he will do. So we were thinking that what we can do with him. So at the moment, the only thing we can offer her, we said that, okay, at least you start. We will offer you a job after the summer vacation. And as we have a daycare for parents who work at school. Your staff. Your yeah. staff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, only the staff, children of staff. So she can leave the baby at daycare and work with us. And uh, we will give her some salary. And uh, we will also raise some money to pay the debt. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we have to find something to help the, the guy because he is ill. And he cannot do heavy job. He cannot work in a heavy job or as a laborer somewhere. Because now sometimes he had to stay at home and the girl has to go to work. Yeah. So it's very hard. So we think about the options. Sometimes we buy goats to families mm-hmm. and they raise goats and they sell the milk or the babies. And then we release children from brickwork or from domestic laborers, laborers mm-hmm. or from the cleaner's job, like things like that. So we have to be very creative to think. Very creative. Yes, to yeah. think the options. But this is very dangerous. I would like to tell that at one stage, we released one little boy who was um, helping or who was um, raising some buffaloes for one rich man. Mm-hmm. And it was like eight, eight, nine buffaloes at the age of seven, eight years old. And the parents took money for maybe two, three years in advance. Oh, wow. And the boy was there to work seven days. To work days. off that debt, seven yes. days a week. Yes. Uh-huh. And some people told us that he maybe he was like as a sold to those people oh, forever. Yes. Uh-huh. And when we were visiting that village, some one of our colleagues, he met this boy. He was in very poor condition, um, the dirty clothes and very smelly. But this boy said, I would like to come to school, mm-hmm. but I can't because this is the situation. So when we found that and we raised money, God laid on our heart to raise money, we send appeal to our UK friends and they raised money. So we paid off that money. Mm-hmm. The debt. The debt. Mm-hmm. And we released that boy. But after a week, we found out that the, the people, these rich people, they are uh, planning to attack on my vehicle oh. when I was visiting that village. Wow. Because they were angry. They were very angry. And you removed their free labor. Yes. Or their cheap labor. The cheap labor and slave labor. Yes. And one uh, man told me, the Christian man, he said that because 
they are thinking that one by one you are going to release all these children mm-hmm. from these rich people's home that and they have they have this fear that who will clean our school and who will work uh, for us so they don't like me and they want to attack on my maker wow such a dangerous yes situation. so we uh, one day when we were visiting and uh, i was told that this evening when i go back to school uh, they will come and stand on the on the road in uh, in that dark area and uh they can kill us or they can attack on the the car and uh, thank god we were informed uh earlier and yeah. we were able to uh go from a different road yes. uh-huh. which was like dangerous for the robbers yes. we could have met robbers but thank god we were safe so it's not easy to bring all these children from different homes to educate them but i am so happy when i see them now growing if you meet these one of these children you will be really happy that how confident and how uh different they are now well sajida it's such a privilege to get to talk to you you are bringing not only are you bringing education to rural students who need education but even as you're talking about it you're really investing in um uh, the 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 growth of a whole entire community from yes. the parents to the uh, to the children to um bringing access to education as well as sort of upsetting these economic systems that are built to exploit the poor so thank you so much for your work and for sharing what it is that you do with us uh, such that we uh, we will continue to pray for you and journey with you thank you so much One minute takes is a production of Christians for Social Action. We're produced and edited by David DeLeon. I'm your host, Nikki Toyamasito, and the music is done by Andre Henry. You can find us on the web at christiansforsocialaction.org. Give us 5 stars, write a review, and share about the podcast with your friends.